It's as if Bruce Buffer went to open his mouth to announce, and the track started early, and we found out he wasn't doing it live. I, it's the ending we needed for 2016. Mariah Carey, I don't know what that was. I guess we could call it singing. It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves uh, there are definitely easier nights other than fighting outside the outside the cage. I, was that singing? What do we call that? With me, one of the biggest fans of Mariah in the world, Rafa Sparza. Uh, that actually is very true. I love Mariah Carey. Um, what bef- happened? She was okay. supposed to be singing, kind of. <laughs> no, she wasn't. In fact... The beautiful part about Mariah Carey is she has 18 number one hits, which surpasses Elvis. uh, I think it's second only to the Beatles. Like, it's super impressive. And she is a music talent who has melted down a couple times. She once famously went on TRL and basically gave out free ice cream when the movie Glitter came out. And mind you, that was around September 11th. So... People sometimes forget Mariah Carey went crazy because September 11th happened. Okay, that's how much people have forgotten how bad glitter is. Big, big memory etch a sketcher. In fact, Billy Crystal's famous joke was right after September 11th, where comedy was hard to do. He goes, "Guys, we can all agree on one thing: glitter should not have been made." Huge laughs. The city of New York comes together again. Anyway. Mariah Carey, she's in this place now where she has an e-television series where she's basically playing the role of Kim Kardashian, but as Mariah Carey. And it's the worst programming on television, and I highly recommend you all watch it because she gets carted around in like a chair. Like she sits in a chair, like a desk chair, and they wheel her everywhere at her concerts. She yells at her assistant. It's terrible. It's so bad, but it's the best show in the world. So this Mariah Carey gets asked to perform on uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve with uh, Ryan Seacrest. And she's supposed to have a backing track. So that means that she can kind of slip in and out of singing because singing's hard. And sometimes when you don't get a lot of sound it, it checks is. or rehearsal, you know, when you have a, a voice that is known for being multi-octaves, you do get a little nervous because if you hit a bad note, that becomes a YouTube video. So yeah, sometimes they want to protect themselves. Unfortunately, in this particular instance, not only was the backup vocal missing for one of the songs, because the first song comes out and she's like, oh my God, that's pristine Mariah Carey voice. And then it's just gone. And then cut to her being like, hey, what's up, everybody? I don't know what's happening. There's a lot of stuff going on on this song. Uh, guys, there's supposed to be a vocal thing here, and it's so blissfully great to watch. In fact, in a year where they kept claiming celebrities and dying, the first thing I saw on my social media feed was, guys, 2016 got Mariah Carey. And I was like, no, it didn't. Oh, her career. Oh, no. just oh, her singing. <laughs> oh, no. So, this yes. So the, the great thing track about having sang some of the songs she's always be my baby means we don't forget you you, know, you can come back that's us. i guess don't forget about us what is it i hope she shakes it off we of course have tons of memes and I, it was hard to pick one but the one i picked today was one i felt deep in my heart 
which was a photo of Mariah Carey, which she just dropped the mic. Because the thing is, is that if you've got the live mic, it it is working. So you can sing into it. But Mariah does that thing where she's just kind of like, ah, fuck it. I'm just not. Fuck you guys. I'm not singing. And then she just puts the like microphone down after saying, like, you guys sing it. I'll just make them sing it for me. So the joke that we said was, when the squad is pulling for you to make it through the round, but you're completely done. Guys, so. there's some technical difficulties. Uh, this this position's going everywhere. <laughs> that would be. So anyway, but you know what's funny, though, Kevin? And it's maybe the effect of recency. What's that? But do you know what Mariah Carey was being compared to over the weekend? No. People said that she had a performance reminiscent of Ronda Rousey. Oh, well, uh, maybe perception-wise, but one of them hurts worse. I wonder which. I I don't know. Those Uh are pretty close. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, tough comparison. Like, Ronda may have some brain damage and may not remember... 2016 which probably better for her i believe both of them are going to need a few weeks before they're ready to sing again yeah <laughs> but yeah i think the doctors aren't going to clear mariah to sing no Usada's going to get involved Usada's like uh mariah's out for a year mandatory that was too easy a performance to fuck up now here's the bigger issue i have which is i know a lot of people wanted to make fun of mariah and we should because it's fun and a lot of people are making fun of Rhonda too And it's weird to have this, like, you don't want to create a double standard. But the weird part is, I think that most people are just enjoying the fact that, like, it's a snafu in Mariah's career. She obviously can sing, but singing live, it doesn't seem like she does that anymore. And yes, it does show that she does rely on pre-recorded vocals. In Rhonda's case, you have people who were gleefully ready to be like, fuck that bitch. Fuck her. Which, I mean... That's just intense, dude. So, I don't know, man. It, it's intense to watch how the internet reacts to all of this. So, and and seeing it. But if there's one thing we are truly given by Ronda Rousey's performance, Kev, and I want to get your opinion on this, it is the fact that MMA is an unforgiving sport. Uh, yeah, no lie. Especially the fans. I do like that LeBron James, John Jones, everybody has come out. The, a few of the uh, big athletes that have been through that just very quickly like ease up everybody ease up i was much more sad than i was uh embattled to go make a hilarious set of offensive memes so here's the thing where i i I liked the uh joke call outs i even like the small dances right like the comparisons Uh, a fair amount of razzing is good let's just keep it clean Let's let's not go attackive. Uh, let's not get too specific because you know usually like name calling is because you're not clever enough to think of anything else. Well, it's just one thing you know. Like I said on uh, to you off air, I was saying that we got these notes from people on social media being like, "Well, see, she's done and she's garbage," and it's like, do you not like how much do you guys forget that she was just so dominant? And a lot of the people that she beat are still in contention. And more importantly, they themselves were champions or it's a very confusing thing. And I know a lot of people were very pissed about Amanda Nunez not getting her due. But here's the difference on that. Nunez is now stands 
or Amanda Nunes, she now stands to have this great career if she chooses to. There was no better moment than when Joe Rogan went up to her and she gave what I, I think I'm quoting you here, the most adorable post-fight interview ever. She was pretty excited. And she's good. That yeah. part has always, she's always been good. There's never been a problem. And I'm always a little uh, apprehensive when they start mm-hmm. to take the mic early on. She's doing a really good job. Yeah. She's just genuine. She's a genuine person. She seems like it. But would she have had that moment if they didn't disrespect her? I guess that's my question. No, it's bigger because we all discounted her. Are you kidding? And by discounted her, by the way, I mean she was she was the prohibitive favorite. I felt like because well, a lot God. of people are saying like, "Oh, you're disrespecting the champion by not giving her her due time and telling us a story about her." And it's like, listen, the UFC is a business it needs to get a return on investment so are you gonna do one on ronda rousey which yeah people know her story but they're gonna tune in to watch her get the shit kicked out of her and more importantly those people who are watching this you know especially for her to get the shit kicked out of her and that's not everybody but for a number of people who are watching that the minute that she loses they're ready to go to the internet and say their feelings so it's like oh you know i paid 50 bucks for that so fuck her her life sucks i hate her blah that's and there's also the added hilarity of you know i i, I thought rondo was still this is exciting to me it's exciting when you see it when you see an up-and-comer sort of <laughs> someone that came out of nowhere if you within the last few years beat up that's how the sport works it's good to see that it's been passed on well because I, well, I really was shocked i i seeing amanda nunez win didn't shock me seeing her just rapture that you mentioned something me. that was really good though which is yeah seeing her take the mantle now and this is what i said because i did start to worry about is ronda going to be okay here You know, she is a fighter, and she did very publicly say how much the last one affected her. Fortunately, from our mouthpiece known as Dana White, apparently she's taken this loss way better in stride. However, her mother uh, put up a post basically saying, like, you know, my daughter's still pretty cool, actually. Like, I'm very proud of her and has had some notable achievements. Here are a number of them. So she felt the need to kind of defend her. So it kind of gives an inclination like, yeah, they must be feeling that pressure. But here's the thing I think that is the most interesting. If Rhonda chose to retire right here and right now, her legacy would be fine. You'd have people who would argue, and that's for critics to debate forever, and idiots like us to say things like, oh, she's not the best of all time, womp, womp, womp. But I think her legacy is cemented in that now the best thing that she did was give this division legitimacy to continue on, to exist, and more importantly, the greatest attribute to that now is that it's surpassing her because Amanda Nunes looks like a complete fighter, comparatively, and And that's amazing to see. We're going to talk a lot more about UFC 207. Yes. But damn, so, that's a looks, nice preview on that. She yeah. looked great. Uh, you know, so, yeah. A nice comparison is, look how great this promotion is doing and how respectful. Now let's just uh, ping pong over to the other side. Well. Uh, to Risen, where I don't know what that Gabby Garcia fight was. 
besides seemingly a 90s SNL sketch from mm-hmm. the way it was video footage to just I couldn't believe it was real what I was watching and what I was watching was a 60 year old woman uh, kind of do pro wrestling moves around Gabby Garcia who kept hitting her in the face really hard so she was trying to power up by using the ropes and at one point, I just got really nervous that Gabby was going to clothesline her and kill her right then and there. But it seems like it's all fun and games because you're just like, okay, cool. Are they really going to go through with this? And Nothing then you get really nervous. Looked like fun or games. <laughs> I can say that. I say it in the most so facetious way possible, Kev, terrifying. because when I say fun and games, it's why didn't we think her fighting a 50-year-old lady was a bad idea? And then when she did fight, I was like, you know, kudos to her. She's 50, and she wants to get in there. And all due respect, yay, so good. But she's going to die. And I don't want to see someone die in there. How do they license that fight? It's just like, what? To me, it was a bad move for Risen. Because even amongst their ridiculous bullshit, this is impressive. This is really up there. That was, uh, it was just weird to watch. And in the same night, they have Cron Gracie fighting. Which was legitimately interesting to watch. Um, okay. I guess the weirder part was the, the, with the Gabby Garcia thing. So that fight's really terrible, and it's nothing that you didn't expect it to be. Because people were asking me, they're like, Raph, how'd the fight go? And we had the photo where we put literally before and after shots. Nothing of the punches or anything in there. And people were still asking me what happened. But at the very last photo, you see that 50-year-old lady basically curled up in a ball holding her face. And people were like, Raph, what happened? I'm like, what the fuck did you think happened? Look at the photo. It explains everything. And they're like, well, it doesn't say what happened. It's like, use your imagination. Yeah, some of us Fill in the ellipsis. still have a little thing called integrity. And just because they did it doesn't mean we have to say it. We're just going to so post guess, a innuendo photo about it. I guess my idea was it's better that you don't even see it, but... It apparently exists. And then afterwards, there's this weird pro wrestling-esque call out where some lady who comes in and she's like, hi, my name's Lady Jasmine or whatever. And I'm like, this is either pro wrestling or American Gladiators. I don't even know. Fun C option, Keith Cornelius and Drag. Wish it was. I know it wasn't. Or at least I can't prove it was. So then she challenges her and she's doing that whole like, I'll fight you right here, right now kind of vibe, except Gabby's like, yeah, I'll fight you right here right now. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, you know, Gabby didn't take any damage. So wait, why are we thinking this? Why is that a thing? Oh, because it's a freak show. Okay. Under Risen subsection E rule one, uh, any challenges need to happen at that moment. Well, you asked, like, how do they get sanctioned? I think they just have a stamp that just says Japan. Yes. So, like, their athletic commission just has to be like, are these steroids allowed? And if so, why? Stamp Japan. Oh, cool. You're on what Lance is on. Stamp. <laughs> That's great. Uh, any other noteworthy fights? Kron won via rear naked choke. Which was cool. Uh, there was also just a weird moment where they were... I don't know if you saw the fight. Did you see the fight? Which fight? Chrome. I just saw the upkick to the choke. Okay. 
there's just a weird moment that like they almost have the rope breaks because fighting in a ring is kind of weird. So they have this rule where you're kind of if you're out of a submission and you crawl outside the ropes and you clear like say I think Crone had like an arm bar and you had to get your arm bar clear just a, a smidge like your arm just in the right position as you're crawling outside the ropes and then they have to reposition you weird so that happened he gets the submission which was great to see but the if you're talking about anything else of notoriety everything was pretty poor like normal stuff except crow cop one fights a couple times in the past couple days three times in i guess two days and destroys people in matters of seconds but at the end kevin this is the weirdest part. So normally with the UFC, it's like, all right, here's the post-interview, and we're in and out in about five minutes, right? Yeah, they're quick. Not so much the case with uh, Ryzen or Risen or whatever the fuck we want to call it. Because Crocop just stands there, and then they just keep handing him shit. They're like, okay, here's your belt. And he's like, awesome, a belt. And here's your trophy. Oh, cool, I love this trophy. And here's your commemorative watch. Oh, cool. And they go to place it on his hand, but he has his gloves on. So nobody bothers to think like, oh, maybe we should have cut the gloves off for the whole time we were waiting for 90,000 people to get in the ring. (laughs) So they take off the gloves and he's sitting there and then they go, hey, you also won. And they get this billboard out of a, a cruise ship. They're like, you want a cruise? And it's like, what? And the final thing is then they give him a like a check, but it's not a check. It's just like a little foam version of it. That's giant. And they say, you won 335 million yen. People are like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, eh, it's like 350,000. Damn. Yeah. So they say all these things. And you look at it and you say, what's happening here? And that's when you have the moment of realization. You're not sure if he won a fight or the price is right. I, I think they should double down. I love all this stuff. And frankly, I'd be in for more adding of that. It's like, you've won the fight purse in this brand new espresso maker. But could you imagine that? It's just like, hey, we've got our next fighter. Come on down. It's Crow Cop. You win all the shit. So. Uh, did he at least also mention not to have pet spayed or neutered? After the check presentation? Not not at the end, but now that I'm thinking about this analogy, it would be kind of f- cool to have a fighter and then you have to guess their weight closest to without going over. Ooh, that is also a fun game. So maybe we need to like figure this one out because it might actually be a Hendrix. One eighty one. One dollar. One point two. Yeah. The the amount of games we should be playing a lot of these UFC events needs to get upped. We need to add more to that. You want to go yes. chat some UFC 207? I don't want to, but we sure. Have to. We're contractually obligated. All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had a wonderful, crazy, ridiculous, all over the place pay per view that just happened over the weekend. UFC 207 has come and went, and Kev. Did you see any of that happening the way that it did? Just in your head. Well, I've never more closely contemplated getting a neck tattoo because of how crazy this particular fight card was. 
uh, a lot of erratic choices. And at least I feel, I feel like I have a better grasp of who a lot of these guys are. And mm. I'm going to start rounding up the apology notes because mm. uh, I made some bad choices. It's never stopped you before. But the important thing, though, now is, Kev, is we have to do a checkup with um, somebody we, we don't like. Have to. But you get we back have to. to the No, I've mm-hmm. been against it. I know. Tried to do the old number delete. You <sighs> no. recalled it know. condescendingly. <laughs> Go on. The, the thing is this. If you make a promise, one thing that we say on this show is if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. So, unfortunately... We, as protocol on the show, we bring back the guest who played last week's Over Under Kevin. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tim Freeman, a person who does not have his own podcast and definitely isn't a black belt. So, Tim, are you there? A couple things. I got three things to correct you on right out of the gate. One, I do have my own podcast. Two, I am a black belt. Mm-hmm. And three, you don't have to. You get to have me back on. Oh, God. Let's do oh, this. Raph, Jesus. let's be nice. Let's name the podcast. It's <laughs> InsideTheMattBJJ.com. Mm-hmm. That's the podcast. It's got a lot of weird euphemisms, but you can find it once again, Inside The Matt. It's InsideBJJ. Thank you very much. <laughs> .com. Uh, I believe that's the title. It's great to have you back. How, did you watch the fights? It's great to be back. I did watch the fights. Uh, super entertaining night of fights. Most of the fights went exactly like I thought they would go. Um, so, like, yeah, yeah, I'm stoked ourselves. to be back. Now, I have to bring this up because we talked a little bit about it last week. But then you brought up the fact that you have a black belt. Now, I've never seen them use quotation marks whenever they say someone is a black belt before. But in your particular case, I have seen that happen. So... I guess my question for you is, Tim, how long did it take for the Gracie University to mail the black belt to you? And two, um, do you pay shipping? I always mm-hmm. wondered if that was included on the like the eighth DVD. Hey, look, assholes. It's an executive black belt. All right. Uh, Not yeah. a regular black belt. It's an executive <laughs> black belt. That's good. Uh, yeah. It sounds no, cool. Um, the Gracie. Why. The Gracie, the Gracie Academy switched things up. They won't send them over the mail anymore. So I actually had to drive down to Torrance. To oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the traffic. Took a little extra, but I was able to get down there and do it. Um, Halleck, uh, he gave me some tips on how to take some back roads to the Torrance Academy, and I, I zipped right in, ran through the back. Halleck tossed me the belt, and I was out of there real quick. Oh. There's, uh, there's a teaser for the G and the G 2 video. He's... Also, definitely the first person to basically go in and out of talking to Hollett Gracie. So (laughs) let that be on the record. A quick visit, but not. (laughs) But I'll tell you, hey, I'll tell. I'll tell you two fools, if you ever want to test my black belt, you're more than welcome. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah. And where would we be welcome to test it out at? Yeah. Where do you? Hey, I'm from the 209. That means anytime. Any place, anywhere. We could do it at Kevin's mom's house. We could do it at your brother's house. We could do it at your friend's house. We could do it at your grandma's house. We could do it in the street. Moron. Moron. Do it in a Plug bathroom. your gym. That was the perfect <laughs> we setup. Trying... Plug your gym. Although Mama Phillips would host an amazing uh, tournament. There's going to be if, Italian food for everyone. We're going to need to get some mats, but they've got the space. I'm just saying. 
Stockton, <sighs> hey, Stockton Jiu-Jitsu. There you go. Come oh, by. Okay. Check it out. 2222 right. Grand Canal Boulevard. He's a fast one. Number eight. That's right. It's a suite. We have a suite there. That's how fucking Give bad it is. Suite. Come on in. <laughs> Raph, Raph, and Kevin, step on the mat. Anytime, I'll knock your dick in the dirt. It's not even a point or a goal of jujitsu. Quick point of order. Uh, yeah. I don't disagree with any of the parts, though. I do quick mat situation. Are you yeah. using a metaphor, or is it uh, real dirt, like a Brazilian? Oh, no, that's a new IB... No, that's a new IBJJF thing. If you knock a guy's dick down, you get 10 points for it. Okay, I meant the surface. I, I have a delicate hindsight, uh, so I like a good three to four inches of plush with a steady base underneath it. If you're, you're a candy ass. You're a candy you know ass. Let me, let me bring this up here real quick. I think it's all starting to come in fruition. Last week, he was mentioning the fact that his cousin... Matt Freeman was the person who was responsible for getting him into grappling and jujitsu with dicks being kicked to the ground on the, the floor or whatever yeah, you, you have. I think it really is becoming apparent where you learned your brand. And I, I use the word brand uh, facetiously of jujitsu comes from works, if you will. No, you know what? Uh, first of all, I'm going to have to correct you mm-hmm. like I did. In the past. You tried to, to do it last you. week, but go on. It's not Matt Freeman. Six minutes. It's big <laughs> MF to you. It's big MF to you. First of all, what the fuck does that mean? Because when you say big MF, right? Like, that's what he likes to refer to himself as, right? Tell him what it means. You know, I'm sitting here listening to two goddamn jabronis uh, sitting around uh, in a circle jerk. Wow. Not knowing what the hell they're talking about. It's about time someone came on this podcast that actually knew dick about fighting. Yours truly, Big MF. You're welcome, scumbags. Oh, Don't wind yourself helps. completely by doing the promo. <laughs> I know you it. exhausted yourself because you basically used all of the breath shape. together. I meant you're, shape. you're I definitely in a me. shape. I'll let you say that. But here's the thing. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show again. You've been on before. You weren't that like, impressive. I liked his declaration. Like, I'm finally here. It's like, right. <laughs> if memory serves. Finally, <laughs> finally, I, I, finally yeah. Big MF has returned to the <laughs> Verbal Tap podcast. <laughs> it, it was is. such a forgettable. It was such a forgettable experience for him the first time around. He actually forgot that third he was person. on your show. Yep. Yep. Still yeah. using the third person there and ripping off the estate yeah. of the rock. Are you sending Dwayne Johnson a royalty check for using that material? All right, listen, I guess we should get into some actual analysis because that's vaguely what we brought at least Tim here for. I don't know what your deal is, man. Yeah, we have no and idea Matt, where the other one came from. I don't from. know what the fuck your deal is, but did you start trying to do another podcast again? You know what? I do. I do oh, many things. For fuck's um, sake. I'm a man with many talents. Mm. I'm doing. I'm doing things that you, in your life, would never be able to do or accomplish. Yes, I am doing another podcast <laughs> called the Last Round Podcast. We just interviewed Josh Emmett. He came live in studio and gave us an interview. Nobody ever comes to your studio to give you interviews because you don't have a studio. Uh, first of all, rub That's it in. Right. You know what? I don't, we don't need That's your right, gerrymandering. Kevin. This isn't a location thing. Podcasts are about spirit. Ooh, look. We're in the same room together. Ooh, we're so fancy. Great. No, Ooh, we got I'm it. Kevin. I'm in a closet in my mom's house. Ooh, <laughs> wow, that's rad. 
Listen, why the fuck did you Anne Frank the big MF over here? Because he didn't show his face or his voice on this podcast until right now. So you basically just kept them in the quiet the whole time. You know, you know why? I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because I went back and listened to the last episode. Yeah. And I realized that despite how good I am, despite how high level elite I am in the podcasting world, it was going to mm-hmm. take more than just me to bring this dog shit up. So I had to bring Big MF on to help you because guys. everybody knows. Did that you Big just MF say that you weren't good enough to do it on your own? Like that you needed help? Got I just okay. said that you you guys set the bar so low, yeah, so low mm. that I literally had to bring in help to bring it up. We're trying to help you guys. Oh, but, I thought you, you know, were headed down I can, to I can, our I can, level. That's why look, you brought. The I, big MF on was to was to tune down the I class. Leave, that was my. Bad. I could lead Kevin. I could lead Kevin to water, but I can't mm-hmm. make him drink. I'm trying to help him out, but hey, you know it's on you. The thanks that I get for doing you guys a favor and actually getting you a few hundred downloads. The implication that if you put something in front of me, I wouldn't drink it hurts. I have several X's <laughs> that will attribute quite to the contrary. <laughs> And some current friends, frankly. I Second, know them all. Uh, and could you please tell us who your first through fifth choices were that rejected you, that led you mm-hmm. down the MF train? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about the MF train? No. I'm just curious. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of women on the MF train, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, wow. Fifth choice. Let's say Tim? this. No, just <laughs> This is important to note because we're getting now to this point where I tried to transition to an analysis. This is what an actual broadcast like does. Guys. You guys wouldn't know what a real broadcaster does because you guys are trying to figure it out as you go. And I, I feel so bad for you. Well, and I, I mean, love the I fact that you're too. trying to bring up the fact that you guys are ratings poison. It's a mulligan. We understand. So you think that you're helping us. But in actuality, again, we've discussed you guys don't know what ratings are, but it's adorable. A try. So why don't we go to the purpose at hand, which is talking about UFC 207. So, gentlemen, why don't you regal me with your analysis of the main event between Amanda Nunez and Ronda Rousey? Oh, I am go curious. On. What do you guys think? Give us mm-hmm. it. Well, I'll tell you what. Ronda came out there. She looked like she was lean. She was fit. She was cut. She was ready to whoop some ass. But then she got punched right in her fucking mouth. And she thought, holy shit, I'm fighting Holly Holmes all over again. And basically, you had the same exact experience as the first one. That's what happened. It seemed like she got somehow, like she got literally transported back to the Holly Holmes fight. The look on her face after Nunez landed the first punch was like, oh, shit, this is happening again. There was something that was all over. It was. There was something I thought that was quite spectacular, which is the fact that she started off running into the fight and then being like, okay. And there's a picture that shows the before and after of the fight. So she gets like knocked out standing up and then returns right back to the spot. Like, I'm here, coach. Put me back in. Let's do this. Yeah, it was. I mean, fuck, dude. I wasn't pulling for Ronda Rousey. I think the thing that has made a lot of people like her has also made a lot of people hate her. Um, yeah, we found that out. You know, I don't want to. I, I don't. I, I didn't want to see her lose spectacularly. I was just pulling for Nunez, but damn, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of felt bad for her, honestly. Like that's a, that was a pretty rough loss. 
that could be, you know, mental wise, man, I don't know if an athlete recovers from that. Um, I don't know if Edmund recovers from this. I don't know if uh, Edmund make any money off of this fight. I'm sure he made, she made 3 million bucks. So I'm sure he got he it. Gets doesn't cut pay of that. Him anything though, right? Yeah. She doesn't give him any money. He filed bankruptcy like a year ago. Well, that doesn't mean he's not making money, though. Right? He said he wasn't getting yeah. paid by Ronda. That right. more so just means he doesn't know what to do with his money. It doesn't mean necessarily. She, she pays me in hugs. <laughs> I wonder, like, does, how does Ronda's mom, I mean, everything that Ronda's mom said turned out to be true, but, like, how does she feel now that she was right and her daughter was wrong? You know what I mean? Like, well, we got a two-part on that one. So first, I want to ask you guys, did you hear the uh, audio from Edmund's Corner? Head movement, head movement, head movement, head movement, head movement. No, no. You mean that audio? <laughs> yeah, I heard Yeah. That audio is the kind of magic that I think we need to submit into the Smithsonian when MMA's, you know, 50 <laughs> years. Explain the sport. Down the line, because... There's something beautiful about, like, you know, I, I understand there's a lot of online haters, and we're going to address a couple of them in a few seconds, but there's something great when every single person, whether they like her or they don't, is identifying, like, this Edmund dude is bad news. Now, nobody said that, really, when she was winning consistently, but then when she was Never. so badly exposed, well, there were some people who would say that, but, I mean, the hard part about that is, is that... At the time, she then would get a striking victory over, like, Beche Correa, who looks like the Tasmanian Devil's coming after you. So, like, her boxing was never yeah, what I would but... call pristine. But at the same point, once it becomes a big exposure of, like, oh, shit, Holly Holm made her look silly. To the point where, okay, you're going to focus for a year, and you didn't do anything. Yeah, it looked like they, they just went back to the gym, and he said, okay, same thing. You know, boom, 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 boom. Okay, same thing. Boom, boom. No changes at all. Well, I mean, you're probably talking about a guy that doesn't have anything else to change, you know, to give you. Yeah. He was too busy designing another mural. She looks great punching a bag, though, and touching mitts and shit, you know. And she does. Boxes. Yeah. She I mean, always looks hey, good on look, the mitts. Yeah. I'm a world class shadow boxer. I'm um, not really, you know. <laughs> uh, I am world class. World class with the lights off. Did shadow anyone boxing. else scream at the television? Put your hands in front of your goddamn face, because uh, I definitely Dude. did. It, it was like she was re she refused to put them directly. She didn't block one punch, like not one. Is it, <laughs> is it possible to go into a training camp and actually come out like worse, like with less skills than when you went into it? Because it almost seems like she forgot how to use her hands. Like, even just fundamental, like, hand usage, it went away. I'm going to make a know. Patrick Swayze point here, Raph. Go for it. Mm. I, I thought being in Roadhouse 2 meant you would automatically be a better fighter. Well, she wasn't jazz fighting him. If I'm, you can jazz fight him, you make it on your own terms. I don't care. Pain don't hurt. Anyone tells me I'm in uh, what, whatever the next... Well, my career hasn't taken off. Uh, Roadhouse 4. Yeah. I've got a shot at that one. If someone's like Roadhouse 4, I'm immediately better on the mats the next day. <laughs> right. 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 Well, I, I, so this is why I bring up. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, let you get your point. It's your show. You go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. That's so kind of Thank you. you. Um, the, the big thing that I noticed here was that, yeah, so you have the one side where everybody's like harping on Edmund and rightfully so. But then when you have this audio, it's basically confirmation that everybody feels is accurate because when he's just yelling out there, 
somebody put this on there and they said you could hear him kissing his money goodbye when he realized that she was dying out there. <laughs> and there was like a pleading for her to do more. And, and that's not what you want from your corner. So then you actually get really nervous for the fighter's well-being. So we're going to talk about a few other things. But the one thing I really want to ask you guys is, do you feel Ronda's done? Do we feel like we can close this chapter or do we need to see her fight again? I mean, I think that Ronda um, is probably not going to come back and have a high-level fight like this. I mean, maybe after a few years, she might pull one of these things where she totally kind of gets out of the scene for a while and tries to come back. But, man, I I don't know, dude. I don't know. She broke down. It appeared to be, right, through Mm -hmm. media and interviews, all that shit. She appeared to have a pretty serious, you know, breakdown after her first loss. Mm Mm-hmm. And if she can't handle another loss, which is back-to-back, um, you know, she comes in, she's tough, she's the bully, she's the badass, she's the this, she's the that, she's got the look, she's got the walk, she's got the words, but, you know, I don't think her head is right. I don't think she's ready for it. I think if she can totally rebuild her camp, completely get with a different team, then maybe she has a chance. But as of the way things are now, I think she's probably done. She's made plenty of money. She's accomplished a hell of a lot already. It doesn't mean she sucks. It doesn't mean she's no good. Oh, no, no, no. The Internet's quite, quite succinct in saying she sucks. She sucks. And she is no good. She never was good. She fought. Oh, what somebody put this one up there? I think you know I'm used to hearing like tomato cans or like jobbers or no names. I think somebody said that she fought cab drivers, and for whatever reason, <laughs> that description just floored me. Cab drivers, just yeah, 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 man, yeah. I'm, I'm. We'll never see her again. I don't think in the octagon, and I'm kind of worried about what's going to happen to her from here out. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I wonder what happens from here. Like, what does does she do something crazy, or does she get irrational? Or does she can she bounce back and live a normal life after this? Uh, I I think that part of her wants to come back, but it's one of those fights where when you look at it, you go in retrospect, maybe a tune-up match would have been good. But here's the issue with that: you do a tune-up match, you don't have the hype. You don't have the hype. You don't get the pay-per-views. So that was kind of the whole point of Dana doing this. So then it brings up questions of where's Dana mostly thinking, you know, is he really looking out for the well-being of his fighters? But there was one curious thing that we made. So there was somebody who was arguing this and it seemed like people get a little hung up on the difference between a great fighter being super dominant, which she was, but she's not anymore. And a fighter who's very popular. So we put up this Pantene Pro V kind of meme. And the thing that we were trying to illustrate with this is, well, if you guys were looking for a reason why the UFC let her bypass everything, there it is. She has a reach that she can hit. No other fighter is going to get a Pantene Pro V kind of fucking commercial unless it's, what, Alan Joban? So it's going to be her, and she's going to reach these quadrants of people. How pissed he, by the way? Oh, super pissed. He's like, like, are you kidding me? I just He's like, I fucking landed Versace for nothing? Fuck you guys. Look at my hair. I'm a fucking Disney person. I just got her plus. Yeah. (laughs) So when that happens, you have all these people who went off and really were, and uh, this is when you know that people truly dislike her. They waited for the absolute second she lost to go back to any Ronda Rousey hashtag and be like, told you, fuck you. Yeah, 48 seconds. Fuck her. She's the worst. I hate her. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question for you guys is this. Was it mismanaged on the UFC's part or did they play their hand right? The UFC is a business, man. I mean, they look, it appears the way it's going now, aside from Conor McGregor, who's a little bit of an anomaly right now, the UFC is a machine now. And if you put out results, then they, they will pump you and use you and keep you and build you up. And if you lose, and, and it doesn't look like you're going to bring in money. They're like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and the man of yeah. the union is bringing the kind of money that Ronda did. I don't think so. Three think million the, dollars the, to walk out of that the game. Whole hype, the, night. the whole hype storm around women's MMA, um, I think Ronda brought it up to a level to where people would wanted to pay attention to it. And the fight everyone really wanted to see that we're probably never going to get to see is Ronda Cyborg. That's the fucking money fight that everyone wanted to see but everyone got too greedy and fucked up and they didn't get it done. But now that the hype train's kind of been brought to the public and everyone knows what women's MMA is and everyone sees these tough girls, I don't know if there's going to be another situation like that um, where anyone's that big of a star, anyone's that big of a fighter. So I, I, I think those days are probably gone. Kev, I want to let you answer this one because uh, some people were taking you to task. I know this because I addressed some of them today. But they were taking you to task for your claim that Ronda Rousey was maybe, and again, you said this flippantly, maybe the most famous or most recognized kind of fighter of all time. You immediately had people who want to tell you uh, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather, anybody else who's not a lady. So, like, yeah, I get it, but... Let me ask what your opinion was when you were stating that, because it sounded like you were making the comparison. Why spend all this money promoting a Ronda video when Amanda Nunez is just being ignored? Uh, I would like to first address them because their concerns are so valid and go fuck (laughs) yourself. I'm still right. I'm 100% right. It's way harder to be her than it is anyone. No one's picking Floyd Mayweather out of him. You're not seeing him unless you see the money jackets. People don't recognize him, uh, mostly because he's very short. I've seen him in Vegas. He was wearing jackets called the Floyd Money Team, thankfully. So we were able to identify. <laughs> I think that's Floyd Mayweather. Went to a private room, which is pretty cool. Got a couple mil to scratch with. Not the point of this story. Ronda Rousey got $3 million to walk in. Uh, and you know what? If she took the next fight to this, which is whatever, maybe it's. We finally get Misha out for because we just like watching them fight. Who gives a shit? She's still going to earn more money, and she should. She won a lot of title fights in a row. And my only counter to, uh, I agree with what you all were pointing out, Matt or Tim, who, whichever Freeman. Which, uh, you guys have to say who's talking Can at what time. Can we do whichever because... Freeman? That's a fun segment. Yeah, we'll talk that's about. a great one. We'll, get, we'll all get together. Because <laughs> you both Freeman. nasally sound the exact same. Which Freeman screamed... You goddamn piece of shit at the screen. <laughs> People are going to get it pretty quick. Uh, Ronda wasn't this popular after her th- second title defense. She wasn't this popular after her third. It was continued dominance. Nunez knocks three more people out in such a brutal fashion. And let's remember what she did to Misha Tate. She's now like two for two and making me physically uncomfortable in what she's done to people. Uh, she's on a crash course for steroid cyborg. They're headed towards. Yeah, I would like to watch that. Yeah, 
who's who's left though in that division right now? That um, the, the Venezuela Vixen. That's probably the, the the best fight they can make. What do you guys think about that? Against Nunez, <laughs> Juliana Pena. Oh, I'll, I'd watch that too. Yeah, I want to watch that. I don't know. Dillashaw looked good. Could, could Juliana Pena? Could she be a superstar? She's pretty foxy and has got you know. I like to bang her, but I much like to bang Ronda. Oh God. Here we good go. criteria. Uh, I don't need I it. It's think... 2017. I'm gonna have to give a feminism lesson. We're just gonna have <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, go for it, Cap. I don't even. Let's measure these fighters by their ability, Matthew, uh, or the little mf yeah, emotionally, mm-hmm. and not That's by our UFC mere never visceral attraction. <laughs> Though, once again, Alan Hoban, you know, I'm the first to subjugate him, so I'm not above my own criticisms. I just like the fact that, I mean, like. For for Matt, he'll be like, you know, Cyborg can never be a truly great fighter because I just can't get it up for her. So it's not attractive. I, I like the fact well, that hey, listen, they did it. They, Cyborg and Ronda were in strike force. They didn't bring in Cyborg and they brought in Ronda. I mean, isn't that obvious why they brought Ronda in? Why is Paige Van Zandt such a big star? It's how, it's how they look, right? Well, well, Matt, hold on. What you don't understand is you're talking to 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 Raph and Kevin. These are two guys. They're lobbying to not have ring girls. They want ring boys. Like they want a mix. You know I, what don't I mean? misrepresent they want it to me. Be, Do not misrepresent me. You know what I'm saying? It should be you know men for the girls and girls. That it should be swapped and vice versa. If we're going to put people in sexually clad bikinis, <laughs> we need to give something <laughs> for the female voters. Who would go out there? Well, you got a point. Who Martin would they have? Carter. They'd have like Uriah Faber holding up the card. Sounds great. The He's got fantastic abs. abs. This can't Dude, just be anyone. I need put a bikini on that chin and tell me it wouldn't look suggestive. There would be at least four different broadcasts that would then censor that chin. <laughs> Guys, the more important <laughs> thing is this. I want to make this point because this is something that the the internet was very hung up on. And I, I was entertained by it for a little while. But yeah, you have a lot of people who don't like Rhonda. And fine. Whatever. But it's a, a venomous, kind of weird, sort of angry, like they she's done something to them personally. I had people who were trying to then argue with me because I was like, well, why are they making these exceptions for the UFC? Because that's what the conversation became. And the point that we start illustrating is this. Listen, she's been in a billion dollar movie. Now, granted, she's not the star of it, but that means that she's been viewed by a global audience that reaches outside the realm of MMA. She's got these fucking Pantene Pro-V commercials. She's got these endorsements that other people can't get. She's written a book. She's basically, and if you're really going by that, like, yeah, she is pretty kind of thing, don't forget, she didn't just land there overnight. She got put on these talk shows because she was also an Olympian. Olympians go on the talk show circuit. So she had all of these things going for her to begin with. Yeah, she is an Olympian. A lot of Great narrative. There's tons of different reasons you can pick as to why she was the first. So she, I think for her legacy, she'll always be the first and coin there. So going back to the argument that people were making, like how dare we put her in the realm of there because her record doesn't put that there. Well, at this point, the record is kind of becoming irrelevant in the sense that, yeah, she won't be the greatest fighter, female fighter, maybe ever. Who knows? I don't know. You got people who can take that and run with it. You could have somebody who has a John Jones record come out of nowhere that we just don't know and see yet. But the most important thing is, 
is that she was there and she was first and she paved the way for a UFC with Dana White who was like, women are never going to fucking fight in the UFC and you can quote me on that. What's that? This hot blonde fucking chick who's a fucking Olympian who will armbar me? Yeah, all right. I'll fucking see that. What's that? Three million? She doesn't have to show up and say a word about this fight? Uh, yeah, sounds good. Easy money. Exactly. She probably just dieted like the last three weeks to get some abs. She's like, I'm not training. <laughs> Fuck this. I thought about that. <laughs> three I actually, million dollars. I did have that moment. I was like, what if this has all been one of the best facades <laughs> in recent memory? She's like, I'll just I'll look good. You know, I've got a big <laughs> film coming up anyway. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I laughed at about was somebody had mentioned they're like, man, she didn't even throw one punch. And I was like, she threw punches. And they're like, really? Where? And I was like, well, she was throwing them at the mat just on her way down. But like, missed. Various those directions. didn't even connect. It, it was, so. But it was a brutal loss, man. Yeah. It, yeah. it is pretty brutal. Dude. It wasn't that fun to watch. No, it was terrible to watch. No, but fortunately, we had some other fights to talk about, which were That's fun good. to watch. So let's talk about Cody No Love, Graham Brett, and Dominic Cruz. Uh, Matt, I'm going to ask you this because you didn't give us any analysis. I want to hear, what were you expecting from this fight? Not what happened. I was expecting Cody to be moving forward. I was expecting him to be too aggressive. I was expecting him to miss a lot of punches and lose a decision. And we saw kind of the opposite, um, which that kind of surprised me. I, I, I knew Cody was good, but I didn't know he was this good. It was a he put on a masterful performance against one of the best, maybe the best ever in that weight. Um, and he beat him in his own game, which I never thought was going to happen. The yeah. thing that struck me was that Dominique never falls behind usually in a fight. He's usually up on the scorecards. And he was in a fight. He fell behind. He needed a knockout to win, but he's not a knockout puncher. He pretty much punches with all arm. And, and there was no way he was going to knock out Cody. So I, 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 it was shocking, the performance that Cody put on. I think there was a weird moment, maybe about round three, where he'd already been kind of knocked down a little bit, but he had that look like, I can't knock him out, and I have to knock him out to win. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. And, and, you know, and then like, I think Cody said at one point that he looked, they were talking a lot back and forth, and he asked Dominic if he was having, if he was having any fun yet. He said that was the first time Dominic didn't have an answer, and that right there he knew he had him. Yeah, I, I think that was a, a weird – I mean, I have to give Dominic his credit because when he was in the post-presser, I thought he had a very respectful uh, tone that he took, which was no excuses. He was saying, he's like, I felt good. I, I thought I was in a great place. He just beat me. I'm going to take my loss like a man. The only thing that was a little weird to me was he decided to stand up the entire time during the post-presser. And I don't know if you know this, but in that division, when you're standing up, it still looks like you're sitting down. <laughs> right. So it was a little confusing at first, but it looked like he was going acoustic for a few minutes because it looked like he was just like, hey, guys, gather around. I'm going to sing you the new single from uh, yeah. my new album. My shades won't hide these bruises. But um, Tim, I know that you and Kevin both. Both were on the Dominic Cruz train. So how was it that you felt when you watched the fight progress? Man, well, I felt bad because I had money riding on the fight, and it <laughs> fucked up my parlay. Oh, and no. It, it re- yeah, it really it really bummed me out because I felt like out of the fights that I had on there, I was m- more confident in Dominic winning that fight. 
it's going to happen to everybody. Dominic is not really an old fighter, but he's got some wear and tear on him. He's been around for a while. And the rate that these newer guys are progressing, like the, the rate that they're learning is much faster than guys in the past. And so, you know, eventually I was expecting Dom to lose a little bit of a step. Somebody maybe start catching up to him. I just didn't think it was going to happen now. I didn't think it was going to be Cody. Cody's great. I just didn't know Cody was that great of a fighter. I mean, if you look at his record, it's, it's, it's good. But the guys he's fought, they're not like super elite level guys. You look at the guys that Dominic Cruz has fought, and it's, it's a who's who of that division. Um, and I just, man, I didn't see it coming. I, I was pretty bummed out because I was like, damn, he's going to fuck up my parlay. Like, shit. <laughs> But uh, it still turned out okay. But I was I was pretty uh, disappointed, man. Interesting, Kev. Are you excited to see the possibility of TJ versus Cody? Uh, I am, with one caveat, Cody. When you knock someone down, you either finish the fucking fight or leave the cage. I was uh, this was a great <laughs> fight. Super furious about his pointing situation. Uh, I get it. It's really cool when you're avoiding his punches. Mm. If he promises to knock TJ Dillashaw out when he gets him in that situation, then yes, I am excited. Otherwise, I will find it very frustrating. Were you frustrated that he would just start like Diaz pointing and be like, ah, you idiot, you're on the ground. He could have finished Dominic Cruz. Yeah, I'd say I'm frustrated. Finishing Dominic Cruz in the third round or fourth round looks better on your legacy than winner by decision. Just does. It's a better neck wow. tattoo for the other fucking side. It's because he's from Ohio. People from Ohio, they always have this natural instinct to just be dicks about little things. Except their truck stops. The truck stops are great. I love when we have people who wonder why we hate Ohio so much. But like... We have to drive through it a lot. You everybody hate else hates Ohio, though. Like, just everybody hates Ohio. Um, Free- okay. Freemans. Have you ever been to Ohio? No, I haven't. I never will. You know, I've never, I've, I've never, I've been, uh, I've been through Kentucky, close to Ohio, but close. never really went through Ohio. I'm gonna say this: this is my favorite close. thing about you both. My favorite <laughs> thing. There's a little to like, and this is my favorite. Never been I do to love Ohio. that. Fucking amazing. But- Tim was saying that with like that kind of vibe that's like, yeah, there was just a force field around Ohio that just wouldn't let me in. And I was, I was in like, Kentucky eh. and I needed to get through it, but we just went around. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, it's like, I was like, do I go to Ohio? No. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go to Missouri. Okay. Skip yeah, that. Yeah, Missouri, had a t- Missouri had like five tornadoes going on. And Arches. Well, you're, yeah. you're that yeah. tough. I'll bring this back. Freemans, let me ask you this. Do we possibly, and I I think they would be tempting fate, and Data said this kind of thing a little bit later, but the prompt is, do we possibly see TJ and Cruz battle it out to see who faces Cody? Or, or, do they do the TJ-Cruz fight? Because, and this is the reason why I brought up the Dana moment, in the post-presser, he was saying, he's like, you know, TJ was basically saying that he better not see him not get a title shot. And maybe we won't do it now because he said that just to prove him right. Dana's oh my God. I, don't, I don't know if Dana's like a, an evil genius or if he's just literally an egghead that like, you know, just gets shit right half of the time or he pulls the strings 
and he and he can kind of you know has so much influence that he can kind of do it however he wants to do it. But I I I would rather see TJ and Cody fight. Um, I like rematches, but I'm not big on immediate rematches. I think it's kind of better if you build a little bit up. Yeah, obviously TJ might beat Cody. Fine, have Dominic fight TJ again. Then. Oh shit! Then there's your rematch, right? Yep. And then circle Cody back in and fight the champion. Like, there's a lot of ways to play that one out. Um, but I don't want to see Dom and Cody again. I'd, I'd rather see TJ and Cody. I think the story is way better. Great story there. Yeah, given that Dwayne uh, Ludwig, TJ's striking coach, left Alpha Mel. There's some beef there. You got Faber. He just retired. Now Cody's like his his main dude or whatever. It's, it's a good, good did you, story. Did you see the meme that uh, the Stud Radio podcast put out where it showed... It showed TJ with 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 Dominique Cruz and a referee in the middle raising up Dominique Cruz's hand. And then it showed um, Dom, Dominique and Cody with Cody's hand getting raised. And it said mm. with Alpha Male, and it went with Alpha with without Alpha Male. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. I just I'm so intrigued by this because uh, maybe a day or two before uh, the fight went out, you had uh, TJ basically saying that he used to make Cody cry in training sessions. And I thought, you know, if that fight turns out a certain way, that's going to piss Cody off so bad that he's going to want that fight. And he kept his calm. He kept his reserve. But I think there's a big part of me that says, yeah, I think I still 100% not only want to see it, but I think I'm also pretty sure Cody wants that fight more than he would even entertain anything else right now. We well, did call him a motherfucker. Usually, when you call somebody's name, might become a motherfucker, and you're the champion. You kind of get the fight. But I think you call TJ yourself a big motherfucker. Like what? Yeah. Like what does that mean? Well, that's what that's, that's what different. the ladies call me, um, and I've adapted that. But but nevertheless, I regress. Um, Few UFC <laughs> fighters have the confidence. Re- you do. wait, wait, wait. So did you do nevertheless? I regress. Nevertheless, I regress. Um, no, you digress. I think that TJ Cody would be, the, would be the fight. It's okay. regressing to you. You got it? That's big MF. I don't know which one of you is talking anymore. The and two I don't of like you. like that we agree on this. Hey, Same. Tim here. Tim here. Tim here. There we Tim go. Here. Thank you. Oh hey, Tim, God. chime it in. Hey, guys, Tim here. How about I, I'll talk like this for the rest of the show? That's be a giant improvement. I guess the reason why I bring that up is because it sounds like. Matt's starting to speak, and then Tim's helping him with his SATs, and him being like, hey, dude, no, seriously, what you mean? I'll use it in a sentence. Ah. Okay. I don't, I don't know how fast I can type. Yep, yep, I'm the idiot that can't get vocabulary right. Let's talk a little bit about oh. Johnny Hendricks and Neil Magny. Do we have Because, to? well, I, listen. I guess it was Johnny Hendricks, at, at that time, was ranked sixth in division. When he missed weight, he became the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth in the division. I will say this because he's fat. Fat joke, everybody. I guess at this point, Johnny looked like he was going to point his way to a decision. Fortunately, maybe it was because they figured, ah, that fucker didn't make weight, so fuck that guy. But the judges were like, yeah, Bagney worked enough from the bottom, so let's give it to him. Do you think somewhere out there, Kev, GSP was smiling. 100%. You know he was. Because there, I, he and Neil uh, probably have some sort of tough relationship that I'm making up. 
Uh, but I like to think whenever you see someone sort of get avenged in that way, it's kind of uh, it's got to be a little bit of a good feeling. Um, were you angry that he made weight or didn't make weight, uh, Tim? You know, I, I mean, dude, I'm angry because I like Johnny Hendricks as a fighter. Like, I like seeing a good, prepared, uh, on on testosterone Johnny Hendricks. Like, okay, I, sure. I want to see that guy fight. That guy is an amazing. The one that fought Robbie Lawler, that's a badass Johnny Hendricks. That's a fun Johnny Hendricks to to watch. I don't like watching the guy that can't make weight, that's struggling, that fucking, you know, is focusing more on his diet than he is on his preparation. And, and I don't like, look, his last fight, he said, you know, I'm not training as much as I used to. It's not fair to my wife or blah, blah, blah. And I'm not trying to drag family into anything, but, dude, you're stepping into a cage. There's another animal across the cage from you, and he wants to destroy you. He wants to break your arm, break your leg choke you out pound your face through the through the canvas you know fuck man your wife's gonna have to understand this is what you do you know if she wants you to come back in one piece like and i don't know their situation specifically but when you hear stuff like that it's like well then maybe you just shouldn't be fighting and there's totally nothing wrong with that it's not like anyone's gonna look at johnny Hendricks and go oh you're a pussy bro you know like fuck, uh, don't challenge the internet no 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 don't challenge the internet <laughs> you put it out there there's a there's a 12 year old in Ohio somewhere who may do it. But I mean, other than that, it's, it's just, it's nonsense, man. Like if he, he's not ready for it, if he, if his heart's not in it, then do something else. Well, maybe his heart's in it, but his stomach isn't. Ooh, the holidays The I think this was uh, the ultimate them just fucking with Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. As Raph has famously called it Thanksgiving disease, the Thanksgiving injury. Excuse he came me. down with Thanksgiving. Uh, I Johnny Hendricks at the end of the holidays. How many sugar cookies? They add up after a while, and <laughs> I agree. Added. Super sad. And yeah. a regular job is forty hours a week. It's like how how much are you training? Like what? What, are you, <laughs> what else? Do you have other jobs? Like is your paper route getting in the way? What the fuck are you talking about, Hendricks? Train, buddy. Come on, man. Uh. I'm going to go ahead and put this question on over to uh, Matt. Matt, my question for you, should Mike Pyle be done? I always hate to say somebody should be done, you know, because I feel like, nobody, I mean, a lot of guys have been written off and came back, like, you know, Andre Arlovsky, but um, I think he's done, though. I, should, I can't see him coming back. I think, he should get, I think he should hang it up. Did the mullet hold more power than we perceived it to hold? No lie. You know, sometimes the mullet is powerful, and then sometimes the mullet is Harold Howard, and it's not that powerful, and it looks powerful. So I think <laughs> this is one of those times when the mullet did not have any power. Interesting. I mean, they were noted, because I love when uh, they do the great fight analysis, and I guess this is part of the reason why we're going to really truly miss uh, Goldie. When he's doing that, like, Joe, he's not wearing the mullet today. You may notice that. And it's like, "Mm, Goldie, you're going out on your sword, my friend. Um, I guess it was just hard for me to watch him get so viciously knocked out. Not just knocked out while he's dropping, but then, like, the vicious head snap back. And um, I guess the reason why I ask this is because, uh, Tim, you famously picked Pyle on this one. And you were pretty vehement about it. 
did you feel okay being wrong just in the sense that you were looking at it and saying, okay, let we can, we we're good here. You know, uh, I like, I like him as a fighter. I think it takes a lot of courage to have a mullet mm-hmm. like that. Um, especially when you're a little thinner and you have a long neck, you know, mm. Kyle's kind of got a long neck and it kind of really accentuates he looks like he could be a cousin, a, a distant cousin of William Macy or something. You know, he's kind of got that look going on. Um, and so I like him, and, and I felt bad that, that he lost. Um, but did I, you know, I'm wrong. Is it the first time I'm wrong? I'm, I'm wrong about, like, 99% of the things that I say. You know? True. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, true, true, true that. Yeah, no, I mean, I know he lost. I mean, I, I would have liked him to win, but yeah, Kevin's going to get a few right. Just by virtue of opening his mouth. Oh, that had nothing to do with with Kevin being right and you being wrong. It was just a matter of me saying, you know, and I love that you, you, it's not even that. Because the reason why I pointed out is, is because two things. One, I don't recognize William Macy. I recognize William H. Macy. Thank you. Uh, Number two, when you are discussing this. Hold on. I'm going to stop you right there because I call him Bill Macy, but go ahead. That's fine. If you've worked with him before, it'd be a different story. But, you know, I know what he prefers. Yeah. Bill, Billy Macy. Billy Macy? Yeah, is that what you yeah, refer to him on? Was me. that on the Shameless set that you were talking with him on? The Macy. Billy Macy. The Macy. Fargo. But Sorry. the more important thing that I noticed, just in terms of what you're bringing up, is is that you're mentioning the fact that, yeah, you want to be like, oh, he's a nice guy. He's a great guy. I don't think that's in question. I think he's a fucking warrior. I just don't want to see him get injured anymore. I don't want to see him get hurt because that guy doesn't just fight like the smartest fight. He fights to go out there to win, to kill, to put on a great show. And that just takes a toll on you. So that is like he fucks. He fights like he fucks. When you fuck, Mm. you're going for it. You're going Mm. for it. You know, you're all in. You might pull a hamstring. You might pull a groin. You might slip. You might, you know, something could happen. That's how he fights. He great goes anal- out. Great analysis, he, Tim. Yeah, thank you, Big MF. He goes out. <laughs> Tim here. This is Tim here, guys, chiming in. He goes full on, and when you do that, you know, uh, sometimes you, things, might, you might sprain your dick. You might, one you one second. You might. Guys, guys you, I just listen. need you to pause for you real quick. I just need to mark the time on the podcast. Um, hey, uh, Tim Freeman's kids, this is the moment that you want your therapist to go ahead and charge you for right here in the future. So okay. there you go. Well, I got one more. It's coming. Cause sometimes oh, when you sprain your dick, you jizz blood, you know, and you just got to deal with it, man. And that's what happened to pile. And I don't know. I think he's probably, that's he probably what happened fire. to pile. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. I couldn't have been timed better on all parts, I guess. Um, more importantly, were you guys at all intrigued? Were you bored? Where were you on the Dong Young Kim versus Tarek Safadine fight, Kev? Super bored. Uh, yeah. I really was. There were some fun exchanges, especially when they tried to initiate any sort of takedowns. But long fight. Uh, technical fight, I was, I was hoping it would be better than it was. Can I jump in real quick, Tim here? Please. Yeah, go for it, Tim. Tim here. Is it me? Is it is it me, or does it look like the stun gun is not fighting the guy in front of him? But it's almost like he thinks the guy is two feet to the left or right, and that's the guy he's fighting. He he's always seems to be swinging and, and kicking at an odd angle that's never direct. He doesn't even look. It's always kind of like kind of slightly slightly off to the right or to the left. 
very, I, I like, I like him. He looks like he should be able to beat everybody. And he's, he has an impressive resume, but man, he, he just looked like he was swinging. Like he was nuts. He was like, he was throwing a fit. Like he was throwing a fit in there. Just going crazy. He's maybe won, it's lost in translation where it's not the stun gun. It's the stun gun because he's just confused where he's fighting most of the time. Like, <laughs> Oh, you're over here now. It, this happens a lot. With foreign fighters. Well, let me ask you guys: How old do you think Dong Hyun Kim is? How old? Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-six. Thirty-five. Guy's fucking old for a fighter. Yeah, he's getting up there, so maybe he's just you know sleepy, LASIK. Who should ask him? Yeah, and you know it's hard. To, it's hard to take TRT and HGH these days. So you start declining. Does yeah, get much true. more difficult. That would be a cool thing, by the way. If uh, we got to see like a fighter's eyesight as a category, I'm interested in that. It's like Jung Hyun <laughs> yeah. Kim has a re- a reflexes score of a hundred percent. That would be cool. <laughs> I want to know how regular their bowel movements are. Like mm. all that. I need all these metrics so I could place a a more informed bet. Yeah. That's... You know how much. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, Go ahead, next. 2017. Um, <laughs> we'll start our analytics firm. Just <laughs> Tim here. Can we keep moving? Let's go. Okay. Is that Tim or was that Matt? That's Tim here. Let's go, I, guys. No, I felt like Matt said that. We're 30, mi- we're, we're 30 minutes deep. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Tim here. Tim, well, thank you so much for keeping us on track, especially when you're so concerned about time when you're talking about... What was that blood jizz? Uh, we were talking about their bowel oh, movements, it's called, and that was a good look, point. I, we were both mm, in listen, on that. Listen, jizz and blood mm-hmm. is when you go out and you should win, oh, and you go part. with reckless abandon. Yeah, but you get hurt and you don't win. You jizz blood. Yeah, just I blood. Can't, okay. I can't defend right. that part. I thought we were. Just, well, there's definitely a hashtag that's going to happen for this episode. So anyway, <sighs> all right. Well, let's talk some results here because oh, man, yeah, go for it. We want to go ahead and do this because. It's important to discuss what happened during these events. Um, Tim, do you feel confident about your picks? I feel confident. I always look. I always feel confident. That's besides the point. Mm. Um, but yes, I do. Also, I feel confident, and I also feel confident about these picks. Tim here. Tim said that. Go ahead. Thank you, Tim. Tim, very nice. <laughs> Tim, the important part about that question is you said that you put on actual bets because we we do a bet here as well. But you said that you had money writing on it, which means that you then were betting side bets to what this was. How many of those picks were the same? Uh, I think all of them. Uh, let's see. I picked uh, I picked Nunez, Cruz, Dillashaw, Kim. Uh, those are the four that I had money writing on. Okay. And I believe okay. I, I picked those as well. Yeah. And you felt really confident about those, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. But that didn't, that didn't work out, right? Mm, I did lose on the uh, lost cruise on the parlay. I still made a little bit of money though, so I'm happy. Hey, good on you. That's that. You know, the important thing yeah. is that you made some money there because well, what if I were to tell you that it didn't look you... good on the other side? Oh really? I'm sorry. Say that again. I was yeah. saying. It's good that you made money because what if I were to tell you it didn't look good on the other side? Ah, well, you know, it wouldn't be the first time I was told it didn't look good on the other side. <laughs> first time this week. 
little alone. Not even sure you figured out what that would. I'm, I like his parlay, by the way. I respect anyone that puts money on a parlay. Big parlay, right. my fan, fan myself over here. Well, Tim, yeah. I do have some unfortunate news for you. What's that? The unfortunate news is this. Though you felt confident about your picks, it did not actually go well for you. In fact, it got to the point where now you are going to have to have Kevin on your show. Great. Now. Wait a minute. What's that? What, what, what's wait the breakdown? What's the breakdown here? What's the breakdown? I want to know what the count is. Who got what right? Let's walk through it. I think you like to play little vocal games. It's pretty easy, guys. Um, I understand it's like, you know, puzzles and all those sorts of things. Let's do this. What was the wager? So what was the bet? A Uh, five-star review. I got to give you a five-star review. Or I have to give you a five-star review pending. Yeah. On behalf of the podcast. A fate worse than most things. Just saying. Well, was there a second yeah, part to that though? There yeah. what was the second part about? Tim, what was the second part? I, I don't remember the second part. What would you uh, got well, you gotta come on the show and apologize or some shit like that or I can't remember. Well the second part of the bet that you put on, which again, I guess you don't feel very confident about your memory, but that's okay, is that the person who lost would have to go on the other person's show and say an apology along with their five-star review so thus you you were going to have kevin on inside bjj in the very near future oh so i won well having kevin on a show isn't exactly a big win so yeah it's like there's there's good news and bad news the good news you won the bad news kevin oh god damn it i'm so slow it took me a while to figure that out this is kevin we're talking about you're stuck with me colorado kevin i was pretty sure i had lost I did not have a good night. Yeah, I was like you it, sounded to me like the most clueless MMA fan I've ever heard when you made your picks. Uh, it was I, like, does this guy has he had his head in a garbage can for the last ten years? He knows absolutely dick about fighting. If we just agree the whole time, it's you know I've got to take my stance. Uh, no, I don't study. That's pretty much Kevin. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was gonna try to come up with that big psych. Because Tim did forget this last week, but Tim was picking all of the same picks that you were picking for a while. A lot of them. So, what does that say about Tim and how he picks? What does that say about math? There's a fifty-fifty chance. Come on, there's only two people you could pick. It's one. Yeah, no genius. But you didn't even recognize. Like, what's happening with your short-term memory? You couldn't remember. What the bet uh, was from last week. You couldn't remember. law that just recently got passed. You know what I can remember? I can uh, remember that you're behind us in the rankings. I can remember that. Nunez oh, and Lousy. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, hey, Garbart was behind Cruz just, in the rankings. Not anymore. Garbart? <laughs> Who's Garbart? He's the uh, guy <laughs> with the neck tattoo like Cody's, from Ohio. That's Cody's cousin, Garbart. <laughs> I guess the funny part is you talk about all these different metrics and I mean, you're still playing catch up to us on a number of metrics. I mean, I get it, dude. I understand. I know. I mean, I don't have the, the, the cardigans and the scarf game that you guys got going on. I don't have as much of much of that going on, but thank you. uh, 
You know, you talk about metrics like you mm-hmm. have some access to some secret, you know, NBC back office where you you don't you have nothing, dude. You're you're fucking you're going on Google and you're like, how do iTunes iTunes rankings work? You don't know. Uh, no, don't we would know. never put how to. Don't when know. you put it in Google, mm-hmm. you just have to put the subject matter. So you would put like podcast ratings. Enter. Right. <laughs> Idiot. Right. I mean, it doesn't take uh, much to figure out. To. They go on Facebook. Kevin, we have more Kevin just called me an idiot. Us. Kevin's I, feeling strong now. I, I know what Kevin's doing right now, and here's the difference. Kevin's just trying to play along. But the difference is, if you look at Facebook, you like see more people like us than you. Look at Instagram, more people oh, no, like us than you. Oh. You look at the fact that our interviews do better than yours. Well, you're, an, you're, a real, you're a real ass kisser, and you never give a good opinion. It's just oh. ass Garden right. Right. Like Let me, me kiss your ass for 30 minutes. Oh, oh again, on ahead, I love the fact that when you have Holic on, though, you don't know how to ask a follow-up question. Like, a follow-up question is foreign to you, so you instead say things like, oh, God, you know, yeah, yeah, ah, oh, oh, it's hard having your shaft in my mouth, so I'm just going to keep juggling those balls. So, anyway, I digress. Gentlemen, it's not Anytime. been a pleasure Anything. Go on. Listen, say what you want. I will. But your motherfucking guy still lost. He lost to me, just like you're losing. So I don't know what to tell you. He lost to a guy that jizzes blood. Yeah, you, you, you basically Kevin jizzed blood with his picks. You're a blood jizzer, Kevin. Congratulations. I'll let and you I guys want you know. to include that. <laughs> I want you to include that in the review that you jizz blood. You need to. You need to work that in somehow. I don't know how, but I want you to work it in that you have jizz blood. Unfortunately, that was not in the contract. Like, yeah, oh, that one. Would have had that in last. That breaks two of my spelling rules on the internet. Oh. I, I don't want to ruin the spoiler on what spelling is, though. But I will tell you guys this, Tim. It's been something having you on. Hasn't been pleasurable. Hasn't been fun. Hasn't been informative or entertaining. It's kind of like your show. So. I'll say this. We always say something nice to the guests when they leave. So we will say the following to you. We thank you for your time. And gratitude, period. You seem like a good guest. No, uh, we can end this very peacefully, Raph. I have the first sentence of my (laughs) five-star review for the big MFR and Tim. Are you guys ready for this? Uh, Warning, it doesn't involve blood. Okay. Uh, It says, do you want your brain to race with your loins towards excitement? (laughs) And that's where we... So, look forward to a five-star review coming from me very soon. I like it. Well, Tim, Matt, you guys, uh, you can, I guess, find them on the internet on a show that... uh, People listen to or don't. I really don't care. But uh, why don't you guys go ahead and plug your shit because um, I'm not going to do it. Well, I just want to say this. If you're tired of listening to dog shit radio, go to www.insidebjj.com. We have apps in the app store, Inside BJJ. We got so we have anybody that these guys have had on, we've had on twice. You know what I mean? That's how long we've been in the business. Um, and so I, yeah, you know, check it out inside BJJ. It's where, you know, real, the real it's shit, where happens. the big boys play. Exactly. 
Tim here. That was Tim. Matt said big boys play. Tim just said exactly. Oh, he just stole a line from WCW? No, that's fine. I understand. Matt, what do you have to plug? Big M- Follow me on Twitter. Actually, my Twitter handle is buffmf at inside DJJ. <laughs> Not to be mistaken, it's big MF. I, have, I switch up my nickname every so often. And also <laughs> check out the Last Round podcast. Strong words. Well, gentlemen, thanks for your time. We will probably catch you in the future, and we wish you a terrible 2017. Twenty sixteen's over. You know, you gotta just break it off. Clean break. Yeah. I it was fun. We had a lot of we had a lot of fun. I feel like there's some good times that I'll remember, but there was also a lot of bad times and that's why it's over. Twenty sixteen. We found somebody else. Twenty seventeen. Verbal tap is moving on. We even had the inside whatever guys again. Mm. Proving we can be reconciliatory. I'm back to my losing ways. Not pleased about that. It's requiring a lot more writing. Gotta stop the writing exercises. Here's the thing. Is it really considered losing if you just do it, like, naturally in the game? Like, it'd be different if it was a status quo of new losing. It's just kind of like, no, Kevin just played the game. Yeah, but the taste of victory is still... That's the problem now that I've tasted <laughs> Look, not the point. It's been a lovely episode. I'm going to get back to it. Uh, let's start doing my homework. It's time to start getting on UFC.com a lot more. Or yeah. I need to start like following fighters on Facebook. That's apparently where they do a lot of their work. Now, I just... That'll, that'll be my plan for 2017. Sure. It's time for some shout-outs, Raph. I'll start to the crew over at Jubera BJJ. Getting things rolling adding another class looking forward to having more options especially during the day you could go train with some killers also saw that did you see our friends out at 10th planet ladies open open mat ladies only open mat which is always amazing and then i saw their class schedule in the same update it was like damn congrats shout out to those guys for beefing it up i remember when we first one out there they were offering about half the class there now so the double one you're saying there. in vegas right vegas, or where was this at vegas yes casey put up a new class and Did he was like that? oh yeah he said uh it's 25 classes a week that they offer Damn. which is 100 classes a month and he goes let me hear your excuses now and i put underneath well you offer too many classes <laughs> i was supposed to pick one it is that's a lot of class. it's amazing and that's it for me, Raph. I'm all set. Let's go ahead and shout out Casey and uh, Andrew Rom because I was telling Kevin I might have cost Andrew Rom about five bucks. So Casey does one of those Facebook Live things, and I asked if they were doing Facebook uh, predictions for the UFC 207. And Casey was giving his predictions, and at the very end, I say wager. Now I forget that real people wager money, and we don't because again, jujitsu podcast. <laughs> So when Casey looks at Rom and goes, hey, five bucks on the line, and he doesn't quite agree to it. He's just kind of like, I don't really want to. So Casey then tags me as they're watching the fights and is like, yo, Raph, he's not paying up. And I'm like, ooh, Andrew's going to beat the shit out of me. So not my fault. Let's go and shout out some folks who were on the Internet who talked to us. Um, 
we had again a lot of healthy exchanges. Uh, shout out to all the Tenth Planet guys who shared the uh, TJ Dillashaw calf slicer meme. Thank you guys, much appreciated. Uh, my one of my little, I guess, small favorite moments from the weekend was Kev. Tell me if this is confusing to you. So you had Dominic Cruz who basically said afterwards in his uh, make hopla to the, the press. He's like, this is a game where if you don't have people who dislike you, then you don't know what it feels like to be liked. Okay. Okay. Does that sound like a confusing statement to you? Yes. Okay. What do you think it means? Uh, we were to shout outs, Raph. What's with the fucking pop quiz at the end of the, I, I'm going to try and interpret you a question. No, this is the fun of the production cast. Everybody here we are getting tested for, I would think that means you got to do it your way. Is it like a really convoluted way of saying that? I think he's just saying you won't realize how many supporters you have until you have people who like start to fucking hate you. Oh, we so have... like the loss revealed is like that revealed how many people really. Well, it's just more so like haters basically, you know, when you have haters, you're not really going to understand how much people actually enjoy you. You know what I mean? So we had one person who's like, that makes no fucking sense. Get his brain checked. And then somebody just says, he's saying that if you don't have people who hate you, you really can't appreciate the people who love you. Not too hard to understand. So these are the type of flame wars that you, I guess, miss if you're not watching our Instagram, which, by the way, is VirtualTapCast, so you can catch that there. We also want to shout out everybody who was talking to us on the Twitter, so thank you guys for keeping up the spirited and lively debates. Um, mainly, we had people who were asking us about the Ronda Rousey stuff over the weekend, but they were very considerate when they said, hey... Love the podcast, you guys, which, hey, so do we. We also kind of like you guys, too. So thank you guys very much for following along. We appreciate the spirited discussion. And that goes to Abduli, Mture, and Derere, who are chiming in the entire time. Um, I also want to send a shout-out to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. They are back to their normal hours this week. So it's 7 a.m. training. Go train there, you guys. You definitely want to get in some good stuff. The Hayden Brothers are coming on January 14th to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. So if you want more details, hit me up on any of the social medias and all of that good stuff. And I want to go ahead and send a nice shout-out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Always good training there. Love the training. Can't wait to get back this week for the new year and get my rounds in. And Kev, I believe that is going to do it for me. Hey, that'll do it for us tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. 2017.